This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hello there, and welcome to the podcast of Joy 94.9's resident whingers and whiners, The Grumpy Gays. I'm Matt. I'm Doug. And who are you again? Helen. Oh, of course you are. Every Wednesday night on Australia's only out loud and proud radio station, Joy 94.9, I do my level best to keep Matthew and Douglas in good check. As you are about to discover, many, many things make us grumpy, but we're not entirely unreasonable. In order to keep spreading our very own brand of misery all around the world, on this podcast, we unfortunately can't share all the amazing music we play on our radio show. But don't worry, you're bound to have every song we talk about right there on your device, so why not play them? The Grumpy Gays go to air every Wednesday night on Melbourne's own out loud and proud station, Join 94.9. Now, because we would hate for you to miss a single one of our wise words, why not subscribe to our podcast? You can find us, The Grumpy Gays, wherever you get your podcasts. The Grumpy Gays podcast. Get your grump on! In this mad, crazy, mixed-up world, people can be, well, a little grumpy. Joy 94.9's very own resident grumpy gaze, yes, we all see the irony in that, Matt, Helen and Doug are about to take you on a wonderful weekly exploration of the grumpier side of life. Face it, embrace it, grumpy by name, grumpy by nature. It's time to get your grump on with the Grumpy Gays. You might be a little hungry, you might be a little sad. Or you could just be frustrated about the day you have had. Maybe you're just tired, have a cold, or lost your sock. And you say, don't cheer me up, or I sure don't want to talk. Because you are grumpy, as a grizzly bear. Good evening, you're listening to The Grumpy Gaze here for your Wednesday night on Joy 94.9. Welcome team. Hello. Hello. So we've managed to drag ourselves out of the quicksand of drudgery that is life (laughs) and made it to another week. I tell you, I'm going to need a bucket of horny goatweed when this is all over. (laughs) (laughs) And as is tradition now on Grumpy Gaze... I would like us all to sum up our week using a simile. This week's one being something that has become quite a regular feature recently on this show. So in the same vein as your Gwynny Candle or your Kelly Hoppin colour code, if your week was a horoscope, what would it say? Helen, let's start with you. I've given this much thought, Matthew, and my horoscope would say, and I can't do the voice that uh, you do so well. Why? (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) I'll, I'll give it a go. You are basically a complete and utter twat. Your vivid imagination has been working overtime this week. You are not Nancy friggin' Drew, so pull your head in and suck down a bucket of deep-fried anything. You know it will make you feel better. <laughs> very good. Very accurate. Thank you. Yes. So, Douglas, what would yours be like? I'm not really into astrology, but I should probably give it a little more credit than I do because I am 
absolutely classic of my sign. By the way, I'm a Leo. Now, preempting this question, I did do a bit of research and a bit that intrigued me about astrology was all this nonsense about houses, particularly the seventh and the eighth, because that's all to do with relationships and sex. So I read my current chart and here's what it said. Even though your house is a truly versatile one, nothing this week will be rising within your anus. <laughs> oh dear. Very good. Okay. And what about yourself, Matt? Did you get Mystic Meg or somebody to do your chart? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, she's with us. <laughs> I channel like the voice of Mystic Meg. This week is like last week's Tuna Monet. It will taste the same as the Mornay before that, but like, don't let that strange tang fool you. The porcelain may beckon more than once. Ignore its calls at your own peril. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, coming up on tonight's show. We have another edition of Mad, 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 Mad World. And this week, wash and wear. Now, hit or myth this week is you, Douglas. Oh, it is. And... All I can say is Russian supermodel bird strike. Not four mm-hmm. words you hear together very often, is it? <laughs> no. And Q and Gay. <sighs> Helen on Ellen. It's back. <laughs> so, so thank you. So good we did it twice. <laughs> Room 666 tonight is reaction videos. Helen, bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh, yes. Pick away. <laughs> My music choices last week. I, it was claimed that I made bad choices. Oh, well. So this week, you know, I'm, I'm out to prove myself, basically. And this is not a revenge thing at all. But tonight's music theme is Steps. Fabulous. Uh, who are these people? I've never heard of them. Oh, you'll find out and you'll thank me for it and you will never, ever question my music choices again, Helen. Now, look, can I just say something about Steps? Mm. Um, I do, of course, love them. However, as you know, and how could you not, because I've been banging on about it for weeks, but me and Jake Shears are now the best of friends. (laughs) Me and Kylie are. Did you know that? Right. (laughs) Steps? Not so much. Yes, I reached out to them, all of them actually, individually. I even told them I was at their very first London gig. Blanked. Just blanked. (gasps) Blanked or blocked? Blocked, (laughs) blanked, ignored. I'm clearly losing my touch. Anyway, just sharing. Well, Kylie's not beating down my door these days. And I'm not going to go into that little story, all right? Anyway, we're kicking off tonight with Scared of the Dark. This is Steps. You're listening to Grumpy Gaze on Joy 94.9. Ah, steps. They're never scared of the dark, but they're often scared of the charts. (laughs) Look, you'll be getting no sympathy from two gay men, by the way, Helen, or any of the listeners out there, from two gay men who lived all of the 90s and the noughties in the UK. Mm -hmm. We both have a disproportionate love of this band that only we can understand, right? Mm -hmm. They were huge in the UK. Huge? I mean, seriously, huge. Huge, particularly amongst us gays and little girls. (laughs) Which is quite often the case with music, I find. Um, And look, there's a devotion and a success that I reckon didn't quite make the 24-hour flight to Australia. As I understand, they're really not known here for anything after... Five, six, seven, eight. All right. 
and I'd love to use the term gentleman, but obviously I'm speaking to you too, so I can't. We're back in that mad, 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 mad world in which we live. And I have one that probably appeals to the two of you this evening as it is in relation to prophylactics. Okay. We probably have a little bit more experience of such things than yourself, Alan. (laughs) Not recently. Oh, (laughs) I'll open with the headline. If you go to Vietnam, bring your own. (laughs) Police seize 324,000 used condoms being washed, ready to be resold. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually think this is quite entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously a growth market. Not a show market. (laughs) Let me read some of the quotes for Mm -hmm. this article. She allegedly cleaned, dried and sorted the condoms before selling them again to the public as if they were new. So I'm unsure what the complaint is. She washed and dried them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, here's, Here's another one. Paid workers were tasked with cleaning the rubber contraceptives before reshaping them with wooden dildos. What are you whinging about? The workers were paid. Okay. Okay? Right? I'm, I'm, I'm missing the point of this story. Another quote. It is not known how many condoms had really been sold, but the load (laughs) found by the police weighed 360 kilograms. Now, I do have a question. Is that before or after laundering? (laughs) That's a heavy load, if not. I mean, somebody's had a good time, I can tell This does raise one or two questions for me. Okay. Mm. I want to know, because the article didn't go into it in depth, so to speak, mm-hmm. where she's acquiring said used condoms from, or is it simply a diversification of an existing business? Oh, dear. Well, Helen, who who's she? I think you <laughs> forgot to tell us her name. A name is not mentioned. It is. Oh. It's written there. I want you to attempt it. Where? No, I, all I, I saw was that it was in, in a warehouse in Bing Duong. Oh, oh owner. I, I got so. it. I've got it. I... The owner. Fam Thi Tan Nhoc. Yeah, that was worth it. Okay. Um, well, it's very green. You've got you to give the woman some credit. She's an environmentalist. I just think it's brilliant. I, I think it's bloody entrepreneurial. Yes, absolutely. Although you've got to question how much she's paying her staff. I mean, I don't know what you'd call them, uh, prophylactic washing consultants. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, because you, you can't really sell a condom at that much. I mean, they're not that cheap anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, how is she making a profit on this? Now, look, I... I, I... First of all, this one's rendered of, you speechless, has it, Doug? Well, kind of, sort of, because 
<laughs> I do have a little confession to make. Oh, no. Now, Helen, now, Helen, you know, a few weeks ago when you sent me on that cooking course. Oh, yes. Well, I didn't really go. Oh. I was in Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> now, look, no, hear me out. Picking hear me up out. some, picking up some hear you at, summer hear me work. Out. <laughs> hear me out, please. Because I was beginning to feel a little bad about being on JobKeeper all this time and I saw there was a role in <laughs> Vietnam. Now, the job description said taste tester. <laughs> now, look. No. Are you sure you weren't delivering a supply to her? No, no. <laughs> I wish. That many condoms. No. Now, look. Now, look. I started the job, but I only lasted a week because I just couldn't come at it. All right? <laughs> No, 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 seriously, seriously. Vietnam is quite a hot country. And after a week doing this job, I put on so much weight that my clothes didn't fit. So I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> All that tasting. Look, anyway, jokes well, aside, there are two things about this article that I'm genuinely struggling with. Firstly, the paper that it comes from itself, I'm not even going to mention. It's worthy only in its capacity to save the dog pound some floor cleaning costs. And secondly... I do acknowledge that my Vietnamese, my Vietnamese, I do acknowledge <laughs> that my, and I do, <laughs> yes, I do acknowledge that my Vietnamese isn't what it should be. And my, well, my pronunciation, a bit like yours, Helen, is a little off, but it seems that this unsavoury activity was happening in a place seemingly called Bin Dong. <laughs> I thought that's what she wasn't doing. <laughs> Now, look, there was seemingly, did, now did you say, what did you say, 324,000? Did you say seemingly? No, I did <laughs> not say see. I said seemingly, but, you know, while you're down there. Now, listen, you said, Helen, you just told us that there was 324,000 condoms found, but there was no mention of the time that it took to accumulate the bounty. Mm -hmm. Now, this sounds to me like an inside job, <laughs> as it were, from somebody who had minions raiding the bins of every hotel and sex on premises establishment in Vietnam. Now there's now, a job. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's one more thing about this article, Helen, because when I looked at this article, the picture of that so-called dildo. Now, I know we go to air right before those naughty hide-and-seek boys, but I doubt even that lot would consider that a sex toy. <laughs> it's more like... Well, it's more like a broomstick and one, Helen, I don't even imagine that a witch like yourself would be climbing onto. <laughs> well, all I can say to finish that is please don't look in my dishwasher anytime soon. Oh, no. oh, why? What's in there? Oh, no. <laughs> Bit of extra money on the side. <laughs> anyway, it is a mad, 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 mad world. Coming up after Stomp by Steps, gee, there's a innovative title. <laughs> it is um, Hit... Or myth with Doug this week and Russian supermodel bird strike. I reckon it's a myth already. <laughs> <laughs> You're with the Grumpy Gaze here on Joy 94.9. You are listening to the podcast of Joy 94.9's Grumpy Gaze. Make sure you subscribe. And welcome back. That was Stomp by Steps. Now, look, I'm not entirely sure they would actually get away with that video now because, you know, they're all getting stuck into the wine. They trash the joint. Then they all end up passed out all over the place at the end. 
Now, look, the really funny thing about having lived in Britain for as long as I did, and same with you, Matt, was that I was always under this impression that Australians had this massive boozing reputation and indeed that it was justified. No, nobody drinks like the Brits. (laughs) Can I ask a question again? Mm -hmm. Who are these people? <laughs> well, well, well. But by that description, Helen, uh, you would think the Rolling Stones in their heyday. And I got to say something—they have the most unconvincing version of that ever. Helen, you were tapping along. I was not. <laughs> Choice is yours, hit or miss. Choice is yours, hit or miss. Choice is yours, hit or miss. Right. So here we are in the middle of our round of hit or mythers. Um, it's a mystery how we come up with this sort of shit. It is indeed. Um, okay, after my spooky ghost tour story last week that I'm still trying to figure out whether that's a hit or a myth. I can't. Anyway, but anyway, it's your turn, dog. So oh, it's so it your is. turn this week to give us a, a scintillating rendition of one of your life events. Mm-hmm. And it's up to Helen and I to decide whether it's a hit, i.e. true, or a myth. A complete and utter lie. I do love the fact that you started that by saying we're in the middle. We just don't need to talk about my middle at the moment on this program or anywhere else. It's You're in very, the middle of a grumpy gay sandwich. It isn't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here we go. So some time ago, some years ago, in fact, I worked for a major airline. Now, this particular airline was also, as it happened, to be the launch carrier of an aircraft called the A380. Now, for those that don't know anything about aviation, that is the double-decker jumbo jet. So, look, we were the launch carrier of this airline, and I was working in public relations at the time, and of course, the press interest in this brand new, massive, massive jet was absolutely off the scale. So we were getting approaches from all and sundry to the point where we had our pick of the best media available in the UK and around the world. So we had this extraordinary approach from a very, very, very famous designer magazine. They wanted to do a photographic shoot on the aircraft. So this was an incredible opportunity. So they want to take pictures all over the aircraft in all of the different seating, the different cabins, our first class suites. They wanted to do the lot. Can I ask a so question? D- was Kelly Hoppen involved in this at all? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't, but there was some pretty extraordinary designers involved, to be honest. And I would say very strongly that Kelly Hoppen had featured in this particular magazine I'm talking about more often than, you know, she changed her colour chart. <laughs> but she put out CDs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so look, we had this incredible opportunity to canvas the aircraft in this amazing magazine. And so we set up this big photographic shoot. Now, getting models and getting photographers and makeup and hair and goodness knows what else and couture through Heathrow security at the time was somewhat of an ordeal which I had to actually orchestrate so it was quite a drama. (laughs) So we did all of these amazing shoots with this very 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 beautiful Russian supermodel called Xenia and at one point after doing all the interiors of the aircraft we decided to move down onto the tarmac. There's a whole lot of protocols about working on the tarmac. You need to have high-vis vests and all that stuff. Obviously, that wasn't going to go very well with the couture she was wearing. So we got special dispensation to allow her to be on the tarmac in front of the aircraft, which, by the way, was boarding on its way to leave. So the passengers were coming onto this aircraft. This was all going on down on the tarmac. So we managed to get a dispensation to allow her not to have 
have to wear a high-vis vest. It was at this point when we were taking these amazing photographic shoots of this girl in front of this enormous aircraft that our engineer said, why don't you stick her in the engine? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? He said, why don't you put her in the engine? I said, no, that doesn't sound like a particularly good idea. Now, there's a term in the aviation industry when an aircraft might be taking off and say a flock of geese might be flying along and it goes through the engine and it's called bird strike. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it can really, really, really interfere. And they often say that in the air conditioning, when you can smell chicken on an aircraft, it's actually not chicken. It's the birds that have just been minced by the engine. Anyway, so I said, we can't do that. He said, no, 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 you really can. So we put the idea to the photographer and the magazine and said, would you like the supermodel to sit in these enormous jet engines of the aircraft? Bearing in mind this plane was almost on its way to leave. Okay. She was utterly terrified, but she's a model. She did it. And we had, as a result, some of the most astoundingly beautiful photographs, all because we stuck a Russian supermodel in the engine of an enormous aircraft. Okay. <laughs> so question number one. Okay. This was obviously in about 1973 when health and safety didn't exist, was it? <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. It, was, it wasn't that long ago. Okay, right. Um, oh, yes, of course, A380. Um, uh, secondly, I've got this image of you a bit like Eddie Monsoon in AbFab, the PR guru. You know, you've got a clipboard, you've got a big <laughs> pair of sunglasses. Names, 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 darling. It was absolutely... <laughs> Running through Heathrow. It was absolutely like that. And I have to say that when um, the proposal was made that we put Xenia into the aircraft engine, one of the Heathrow people who were with us said, Doug, are you okay with this? <laughs> And I said, I guess so. And this poor model. Was she, was she rude to you earlier? No. Uh, she, who, the model? Yeah. No, she was not. She was lovely. The only thing she came to me was, and she said, Doug, please tell me they're not going to start the engines. And I said, I think I can promise you that. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that was my next question. It's like, but the engine's going. <laughs> no. Because no, it, was like, you know, it was a bit like a wind machine. You know? It was like that beautiful like wind in her hair effect. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was, no, they weren't going at that point. And right. they don't go until basically they push back and start up. Ah. Okay. I have a few questions. Go, Helen. How how did model Xenia mm-hmm. get into the engine? Okay. So, yes, you're very right. It is very, very, very high. And we had um, a ladder and she climbed, climbed it, the so ladder and got a, into the engine. Not a cherry picker, a ladder. Let's call it a cherry picker then. Yes, it was that kind of thing. But she did get in it and she got into the aircraft engine, yes. Oh, a bit of confusion there, Helen. What do you reckon? Oh, exactly. Flag red I'm, flag, I'm, red I'm, flag. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking, you know, like, well, she had legs all the way up to her ass, you see. So she didn't actually need a lamp. She just stepped up. Yeah. She was gorgeous. She was now, a beautiful girl. Uh, now, um, another question. Mm-hmm. What what haute couture was she wearing at the time? As you know, Helen, here on Joy 94.9, we're not allowed to use brand names. And um, <laughs> let's just say there was, she was wearing some very, very, very expensive gear from most of the wonderful, famous fashion houses from all around the world. Yeah, it was, it was spring, summer collection, high boots. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I must admit... Mm-hmm. As this story was being told, mm-hmm. as as this this high profile, high vis story was being told, mm-hmm. I did do what all good Nancy Drew type sleuths do, mm-hmm. 
And no, not Nancy Drew this week. Okay. <laughs> Back off, Shaniqua. Right. Um, and I did do a search, an mm-hmm. internet search, mm-hmm. on Russian models named Zenya. Oh, well done. Well done, girl. <laughs> and did you find one? I did. Oh. I did actually. And, and is she in the air, the engine of an aircraft? <laughs> no, no. I, I I have some photos of her. I can't see her in the engine of a. Uh, you are right. She does have legs up to her armpits. But um, so so the model herself does exist. But does Doug's tall tale involving said model Zenya? Exist. What do you think, Matt? I'm going to say hit with a bit of embellishment. <laughs> <laughs> me embellish? I just yeah, no. Call me Switzerland, but <laughs> I'm I'm going with a hit as well because I I just think he knows for for a gay man he knows too much about aeroplanes. Yes. Okay. So stick around to the end of the show, and we'll be finding out whether Doug's story about whether Zenya actually made it, or whether there's parts of her all over London, um, <laughs> whether that's a hit or a myth. Coming up next, we have Q and Gay. You're listening to the Grumpy Gays on Joy ninety four point nine. There is a whole second half of this podcast, so do make sure you stick around for part two. You're with the Grumpy Gays. As heard every Wednesday night at 9pm on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.